Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. We're bringing holiday inspiration right to you. Download the Acme mobile app where you can order all your seasonal favorites from delivery or drive up and go. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. When you find ingredients that feed joy, chef-curated holiday recipes, and grocery rewards to rejoice in, all in one app. We're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. En Andalucía, esta fruta tiene un prestigio singular. La provincia de Huelva, the Spanish call it Oro Rocco, red gold. It is the strawberry. This video is from the tourist board in Andalucía, the area where the province of Huelva lies. It is an 11-minute celebration of Huelva's most valuable export. Manuel y Juan Carlos revisan minuciosamente la maduración de la fresa a diario. Andalusian strawberries, proclaims the commentary, have no equal thanks to the climate, the soil and the water. Perfect conditions for growing Oro Rocco. Last year, soft fruit exports from Huelva were worth almost 1 billion euros. All those beautiful berries end up on supermarket shelves in Germany, France and the UK. But is there a dark side to Spain's red gold? What we understand is that these women are hired and they promise regular work, a steady income, safe working conditions. Once they're here in Spain, they're suffering basically abusive working conditions. Hannah Wilson is a lawyer in the Madrid office of Women's Link Worldwide. That's a group which campaigns to advance the rights of women and girls. She says many of Spain's migrant fruit pickers are women and many are from Morocco. That's because there is a bilateral visa agreement between the two countries designed to provide an earning opportunity for poor Moroccans and low-cost labour for Spanish farmers. For a long time there's been these kind of rumours swirling about how these people are treated while they're um, employed here in Spain. So paint us a picture of these fruit picking farms during harvest. What do they look like? They're absolutely massive. I mean people talk about these seas of plastic that you see. There are incredibly high productivity targets which we believe to be basically unreachable and the women are encouraged to compete against each other to pick the most strawberries possible and if the women fail to fall within the top pickers then they risk losing their jobs. It encourages women to work unpaid overtime. The working hours are changed day to day depending on the needs of the company so women never know whether they're going to be working from one day to the next. And on top of all of this we've also heard that there's been reports of sexual abuse, harassment, blackmail, all different kinds of things and then these women are finding it very difficult to access justice because they don't speak Spanish, don't understand the Spanish system. So all in all, it's just a melting pot of all these different abuses. Madrid lawyer Hannah Wilson. She's now representing four Moroccan women who made the journey to Welva and are taking legal action in the Spanish courts over how they've been treated. One of them is Salma. That's not her real name and her voice has been disguised. Salma says her early hopes for a job which would mean she could take money back home to her family were soon dashed. My mother told me, you dreamt of many things for your daughters. Now you can go and save some money so that you can live peacefully with your daughters. But I didn't find what I was looking for. I just found shouting, exploitation and trouble. We didn't know that we were going to work per kilo. When you pick 20, you're told to pick 30. And when you get to 30 and you can't put up with any more, you're told to pick 40. One of the women got sick and passed out. They didn't want to take her to hospital, just to the house. It's not only migrants working on Spain's southern fruit farms who say they've had problems. Spaniard Ana Pinto started fruit picking in the Welva region when she was just 16. 
Anna says she was refused work after speaking out against labour practices, including not being paid for overtime, and also speaking out against the alleged treatment of Moroccan workers like Selma. Anna Pinto now runs a workers' rights group called Honoleris en Lucha, or Labourers Fighting. The women chosen to work in the fields are from villages in Morocco. They have children back home, they are vulnerable, they don't read or write. The places they live in are far away from cities and hidden like they are abandoned. It's very hard to see the reality of their lives as the gates are closed so you can't see the conditions. Anna Pinto. This season, the pressure on the fruit pickers of southern Spain is likely to be greater than ever. European countries are continuing to take extraordinary steps to try and stop the spread of the coronavirus. In Spain, there's a nationwide partial lockdown for the next 15 days, while in France... As borders closed across Europe in March to try to contain the spread of the coronavirus, less than half the number of seasonal workers who usually travel to Spain from Morocco made it to Huelva. According to Madrid activist Hannah Wilson, that means the pickers who are there have been under even greater pressure to perform. Those who did arrive, they were forced to work harder to pick the same amount of strawberries but with less people. Now it's been highlighted to us that the workers aren't always able to keep a safe distance from each other and they weren't able to always have access to cleaning products, masks, gloves. So it's just complicated the situation and and made it very difficult for these women to, to get through the pandemic. Let's not forget people aren't working here necessarily in the open fields, are they? You mentioned big plastic tents. People are often inside picking this fruit, correct? Exactly. The way that the work is carried out means that these women do work together in close proximity and it's not always easy for them to spread out and keep the safe distance. Hannah Wilson of Women's Link Worldwide in Madrid. Also concerned about conditions for Spanish fruit pickers is Philip Alston, a law professor at New York University. At the start of this year, he visited Welva in his capacity as the UN's Special Rapporteur on Extreme Poverty and Human Rights. Special Rapporteurs are independent experts appointed by the UN's Human Rights Council to examine and report back on the situation in a particular country or a specific human rights issue. Professor Alston's subsequent report talked of a Spain which he believed many Spaniards wouldn't recognise as their country. He's been telling me what he saw in Huelva. I was shocked. I walked in very close to a main road, just down a a smallish gully into what transpired to be a rather large shantytown. It is a village that was made of old plastic that had been used to cover strawberry fields. These little plastic-covered shacks were all around the hillside The area that I walked into was the sort of communal area. There was uh, an open wood stove that was burning quite close to the plastic housing. Uh, There was a shower area which was open air where people poured buckets of water on themselves to wash. And there was a toilet which was basically a primitive wooden structure which inside had room for about four people to be squatting next to one another. There was no running water. They had to bicycle quite a distance to the nearest place where you could get water 
fill up a plastic container and bicycle back with it. So that had to do for all the cooking, the washing, the toilets, and so on. It was just a, a very uh, depressing slum-type dwelling that had been set up. I guess anyone listening to this would say, absolutely, it's shocking. Is there an issue here that if working conditions or living conditions for migrants in, for example, Spain are improved, then the fruits of their labours, the, str- the strawberries and, and all the other soft fruit, is going to get more expensive? There's, of course, no limit to that argument. Indeed, if these people could be enslaved then the strawberries could be even cheaper. The point is that strawberry prices are very low, but the profits that are being made are very extensive. This is a huge business. There's no justification for arguing that conditions of work should be kept absolutely miserable in order to enable wealthy people to pay less for their luxury fruits. Professor Philip Alston from New York University. His report on poverty in Spain was published in February. The section on working conditions for migrant fruit pickers in Welva mentions one producer by name, Driscoll's, a US multinational which grows berries in 21 different countries. Driscoll's sent us this statement. We have zero tolerance for practices that don't abide by the law and our global labor standards. We're committed to aligning with our independent growers so that their farm workers are treated with consideration and respect and their workplaces are clean, safe, and healthy. We engage with our independent growers to make sure they know what our expectations are and that policies are being followed up. So what about the shops which sell the fruits of these workers' labour? Most of the strawberries in European supermarkets come from the Welva region. Peter Andrews is Head of Sustainability at the British Retail Consortium, which represents many of the UK's biggest grocery stores. Does he agree that labour standards in Spanish fruit fields need to be improved? Labour standards in southern Spain have been a challenge for a number of years. And so retailers have actually come together to set up an initiative called the Spain Ethical Trade Supplier Forums. But it's a coalition of retailers and importers really working to address the issues that are, are coming up from, from labour practices. They're working with the growers in the region to develop and implement best practices. OK, I think that forum was set up in 2015, so five years ago. What has it achieved so far? There have been a number of pieces of guidance put in place to to help the farmers in the region work with their workforce. And it's uh, set key performance indicators that really help to track progress towards making sure that workers are working in a a fairer environment, that they are treated with respect, that the supervisors are better trained to lead and and manage them, exploring development of of grievance mechanisms so workers who do have grievances can, can air those without feeling that they could be vulnerable to come back. Retailers are really committed to making sure that their products are sustainably and ethically sourced and making sure that people are treated fairly is at the heart of this and the communities that they work in. But we've spoken to the UN Special Rapporteur on Extreme Poverty and Human Rights. He visited just in January of this year and his report said the conditions I observed are simply inhuman. That would suggest that over the past five years or so, not as much progress has been made as maybe you would have wanted? There is certainly a long way to go in this region. Um, You know, very, very um, challenging to work in. Would you accept that these big grocery stores that end up buying 
soft fruit are all about the price. They're competing ferociously with each other to keep prices under control. Improving labour standards is only going to push prices up, not down, isn't it? Absolutely not. For a well-functioning supply chain, you need to have workers that are working effectively, that are working in good conditions to be able to to make sure that the the produce that you are collecting is, is fit for purpose and fit for the market. There are zero tolerance policies in place. So where there is a situation discovered and it's proved as a real abuse, very often the supplier will be cut off or suspended until a full investigation is carried out or that contract will be terminated if it is deemed that they are not acting responsibly. Does I think, that happen you know, very what, often? What, it, it does happen. We do call upon all governments uh, to make sure that their laws are up to the acceptable levels that they should be. Now, retailers will be trying to do their utmost to support that and raise standards as much as they can. But it does need law enforcement to be stepping in and, and really tackling, particularly where these abuses are, are uncovered and proven in, in a court of law. Peter Andrews, Head of Sustainability at the British Retail Consortium. The Spanish government has ordered what it calls a special campaign of official inspections for May and June in response to concerns about working conditions for the strawberry pickers of Welva. Ministry of Labour inspectors will be looking for cases of exploitation or even slavery and checking if workers have adequate personal protection against the spread of the coronavirus. Campaigners have welcomed the move as an important step towards a better working life for the fruit pickers of southern Spain. Are you looking for an easier way to invest in real estate? Well, it has arrived. As stocks fall, investors are flocking to real estate. Rental home investing has outperformed the stock market over the last 20 years with less volatility. In under five minutes, you can get started investing in rental properties and begin earning passive income without the substantial upfront costs. And Arrived takes care of the management and operations so you can sit back and build wealth. Use gift code GET50 to get $50 off your first rental property investment. Visit ArrivedHomes.com. That's ArrivedHomes.com. 